Let's go, let's do an episode. Attempt number 73. <laughs> Manifest Simplicity, where we discuss intentional living, minimalism, and searching for meaning in a world obsessed with more. I'm Mick. I'm Craig. And together, we run a website called ManifestSimplicity.com. We post essays, short thoughts, recommendations, and our rules for living a more meaningful life. What are we looking at on today's show, Craig? A great list of three items. Rhinos, how to get your shit done, and honey badgers. Honey badgers are very aggressive. <laughs> I fucking love honey badgers. <laughs> They're like... They're like tiny, right? Have you ever played Far Cry 4? No. Uh, the video game Far Cry 4 is set in a country that has honey badgers. And the we wild. Have, do we have honey badgers in this country? I do not believe so. Do we have them in Australia? I uh, don't believe so. You would expect Australia has one of every deadly creature in the world. The top 10 deadliest animals, nine of them in, Aust- in Australia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and you're running around this game and you're like trying to get your shit done, basically. And so point number two. And these honey badgers are just chasing you down. Oh my God. It's terrifying. They're so aggressive. Um, but first... The question. We have to ask you these questions for um, 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 you to kind of just fill us in on what's going on in your life. Um, question one, what's something that made you a little bit annoyed this week? Don't even need to think now. Brexit. Boom. Done. It's annoying me. It's actually annoying me now. Brexit. Brexit. For anyone that didn't know, uh, the morons in the country decided to vote to leave the EU in a referendum a few years back and um, didn't realise that the country's just focused on it for the last two and a bit years, maybe? Is it two years? I feel like we've made zero progress. Yeah, we, we literally have. The vote happened. Zero progress since. Zero... And, but it, so I think it is it March 29th we have to have a deal done by with the EU. Bro. Only late last year was there talk of said deal being discussed and agreed with by the EU. But this country can't seem to get its shit together, which is what will help them do at some point in this oh, episode. my days. You're so true. Because what they need to do is they need to organise themselves so that they can get all their tasks completed. Exactly. In a timely order and sort the goddamn country out. Um, so that's annoyed me. I realise that's annoyed me. We're a taking lot. a very political position here. Or we've not said whether we we voted leave or stay. I'd rather. Well, I think it's obvious which one I voted. Which one did you vote? You voted remain. You, you, oh, you voted leave. No, remain, you dick. <laughs> you voted leave, right? No, I didn't. No, I voted remain also. Because I mean, I think I'm not to go into it because we aren't a political podcast. But I just what's annoyed me the most about Brexit is. They've interviewed people that voted leave, and the one that sticks in my mind is the one they interviewed this guy, and they were he voted. He said he voted leave because he actually didn't think it would happen. Yeah. Well, it's going to happen if you vote for it, isn't it, you dick? I'm like, how are these people still alive? Yeah, people. I I know people very in my very close proximity who voted leave because they didn't think it would make a difference, and then 
it made a difference. Yeah, and what? And, uh, there was a there was a girl I met once, uh, and her boyfriend was winding her up because he said, "Well, she only voted leave because her granddad told her to." And I was like, I looked and I was like, "Is that true?" And she was like, "Well." Yeah, but this and and she had no valid reason. I was like, Crazy. so, so let me educate you on. You're young, and you've got you've got all the prospects to travel abroad and study abroad. Absolutely, in the EU, no problem for you right now. Yeah. Let's say you go to do that after Brexit. Going to be hella difficult and extremely hard, gonna and the happen. EU's going to have an opinion of a British person in their country yeah. because I know I they know. don't classify it as you individually. They don't know what you voted. They don't care what you voted. The country as a whole is a laughing stock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the I uh, my best friend from back home, Cameron, has worked in a kind of political sphere. He worked in a like think tank, and um, I trust his opinion on um, if I have a political situation and I'm not completely au fait on what kind of what should be done or what should be voted. I'll always take his opinion pretty uh, with pretty heavy weight. But, but it's an educated opinion. It's not. It, it is. It's it not is a very him going. Opinion. Oh well, we should I, leave because they're yeah. foreign. Oh, Kim's come back. Oh, oh bloody. Back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I know very little about the nuance of the situation, but I do know that it has taken a very long time. Yeah, like and that, politics and doesn't bother me. Most of the people in our generation and in our kind of cultural sphere, um, wanted to remain in the EU. Um, so I feel like I have a little bit of a like warped perception of it because obviously everyone we know, most people we know, <coughs> you're right. Yes. I mean, <laughs> that water's gone down really funny. Most people we know, um, were on one side of the vote and most, and I know very few people who are on the other side of the vote. Um, but I completely understand your frustration. Yeah. I think it's taken much longer than it's it should It's just all been. I'm hearing about. It's like Brexit. And then you turn on the TV in the morning, Good Morning Britain comes on, Pierce Morgan's there banging on about Brexit. What it's you like, need to great. do what you need to do is do what I've done and get rid of your normal TV. Completely. Just bin it off completely. Throw it off the balcony. And only yeah, like a rock star, and only watch Netflix and the Disney Life app. Ah. Oh yeah. The Disney Life app. Ask me how many times I've watched watched Moana. A lot. A lot. A lot of <laughs> Not times. even a number anymore. It's mm -hmm. a lot. Um, which is sad because I can remember the amount of times I've watched Shaun of the Dead, which is at least 21. And you can't remember the amount of times you've watched Moana. I've watched it more times than there are numbers. Oh. What's something that made you extremely happy this week? Uh, extremely happy this week. I am elated by... So I use, for my Reddit, I use uh, an app called Apollo. Okay, you've been raving on about this, and I, I use the regular Reddit app. I love Apollo. So, before the Reddit app got its revamp, and it was the uh, sorry, the Reddit website got its revamp and was actually turned into a useful website with that people could browse on. Yeah. Um, apps like the Reddit app and Apollo were really good at condensing the information it showed into nice little pictures that you didn't have to click into to take to another page like the website did. Yeah. Uh, and I, I loved that format. Now. Christian, the guy, the developer of Apollo, um, he left working for Apple. He's an ex-Apple developer and designed his own app. Uh, it looks very similar to Apple. It looks like a native application. And I just love the UI for it. But each month, uh, he released this ultra... Um, so you can support him. You can pay on it for the, the premium membership, which I think was 99 cents, so it's like 79p or something you can support, and then you can post and sign into your account and things rather than just be a browser. Right. Um, 
And I, I didn't mind that. It was barely anything I paid for that. And then a couple of months later when the app had been out, he released the Ultra Member where he installed, uh, he added a, an update for notifications and things like that on there for like mm-hmm. replies to post messages, things like that. Uh, but what he's also added into that is a new app icon. Okay, cool. So there's a ton of new app icons. There must be at least maybe 15, if not more, app icons you can choose from for free. Oh, sick. But each month he's had someone design a new app icon and submit it. That's cool. Uh, The new one that's come out this month is like a quirky little robot character that looks like his logo. Oh, cool. And it's like a little grey, little red icon with a hint of blue. Uh, And it looks really cool and I really like the icon. Uh, in the past months, he's done uh, like a Christmassy one. Oh, sick. He did like an anime looking one. Cool. Uh, and he's had a, an 8 bit pixel one with like a rocket <laughs> on it coming. That was really cool. Uh, but no, this one, I love it. It's perfect. Uh, it's such a cool, like, because you wouldn't know it's Reddit, and everyone that sees it goes, oh, what's that app? And I'm like, oh, it's it looks like, like, a, like a It looks like one of those silly side scrolling games that people download on the app store and then don't really use. And then you click into this side-scrolling game and you go, ha-ha. Oh, it's Reddit. And we'll get back to Reddit at the end of the show. But yeah, so that made me happy. Who would you like to give a shout-out to? I would like to shout-out Marie Kondo. Because Marie Kondo... Marie? Has a lovely little happy smiley Marie. She is lovely. She has changed my life. So... Obviously, for anyone into minimalism, into simple living, tidying, decluttering, a little plug for last week's episode, (laughs) we are, me and Mick are into that, and we love tidying and organising and um, bringing our collections together. And Marie Kondo is the happiest, lovely little lady who goes into people's houses and she will tidy the house up for them, show them ways of doing things that they didn't necessarily have before. And yeah. she was just simplified their living space. Yeah. But does this an, spark, amazingly. does this spark joy? It does. <laughs> it <laughs> That's does. what she asks. She's like, I think what's amazing about it is that she asks the people to hold the thing in their hands. And that is massive because it's very easy to make a judgment about something from afar. When you've got it in your hands and you can feel it and you can kind of, it's a more, um, yeah, it's a more physical, uh, tangible understanding of the item. You're like, when I hold this, or when I use this, or when I look at this, does it spark joy? That's her question. Does this spark joy? I love that you've segued into that because there's. Um, I watched a video that she's done on YouTube. Well, it was. I don't know if it was done for YouTube, but it was segmented on YouTube into a folding clothes video. Oh my gosh! And I wanted to know how she folds her t-shirt, like how she folds clothes, because the Marie Kondo folding technique is re- referenced by so many people. Yeah. And the the video it starts with her folding a long sleeve t-shirt, and she says, "You lay it flat and you rub your hands across it and." show love and appreciation for the clothes that cover your body. Amazing. And at first I was like, whatever. Yeah. But then I was actually, I folded the clothes and I rubbed them the same way. Like I flattened them out like neatly the same way she did. And I was like, oh my God, like, thank you t-shirt. Yeah. Like, thank you Amazing, for isn't it? being a nice t-shirt that I wear at least once a week, if not more. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, whoa. Here's me laughing at it being like, <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But actually, it worked like I don't I don't stand there and I go, I love you, t-shirt. Oh, but just t-shirt. like flattening the t-shirt with your hands and thinking, yeah, I really like this t-shirt. I, it, you're then inclined to fold it better. Yeah. Because you're focused on looking after this piece of the piece of clothing that you care about. Yeah, so. I think I think linking Which is in, crazy. Linking into last week's episode, um, my view on it is that you sh- 
I try very hard not to ever have an emotional connection to anything in my life. If a, you know when people ask you that question like, oh, if your house was burning down, what thing would you say from the fire? Nothing. Literally nothing. Everything I own could be bought again, can be replaced. The, the things that actually matter can't be bought, bought, sold or shelved. Again, a reference to last week's episode. If you want to listen to last week's episode, just press back on your podcast player. Um, <laughs> Unless you've already listened to it, in or, which case we're really sorry. Um, or, yeah, head to manifestsimplicity.com, click on podcasts, or you can read the essays, Decluttering and Things, that also came out when the podcast came out. Um, but um, I try very hard not to have an emotional connection to any item, but I do appreciate the fact that when you declutter all the stuff you don't need... The stuff you do, you stuff you've kept suddenly takes on more meaning, mm-hmm. and you're like these t-shirt, these five black t-shirts I have are my favorite black t-shirts. I don't ha- I don't now because I've gone through that process and I'm continually going through that process. I don't have any clothes that I don't like. So every time I pick up a t-shirt to fold it, I'm like this is one of my favorite t-shirts. I want to do a good job of folding it. I want to appreciate it put it in its place, have it all neatly displayed so that when I come to wear it, I can be like, oh, it's been neatly folded for a couple of days before I've worn it. And then you don't, you don't, your mind's not on what t-shirt to wear that day because any of the five that you could wear, you you like and you appreciate, so. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Marie Kondo, because you've changed my mind. Marie Kondo is awesome. And I like also how she like welcomes, she, she greets the house. I love how happy her translator is. Oh my God. Her translator has to be as happy, if not happier than Yeah, she's got to match Marie Kondo's level of joy. So much so. And it's so much so. Entirely impossible. It must be a chore. At some point it has to it's like, when we, it's like when we come into work and I've had two coffees and a relentless before we start. That's never good. And everyone at work is like, why has Mick got so much energy? And I'm just like singing Queen and dancing. It, and it's, like, it's more when you sing The Greatest Showman. Oh my gosh, don't get me started because I will sing the shit out of that song. Um, yeah, I'm pretty addicted to The Greatest Showman. And if you like The Greatest Showman, you can also read a bonus essay, which I'm going to post on the website this week. Um, you're listening to the podcast on Monday. Let's say Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday's Wednesday. a good day. Um, P.T. Barnum, the character, the uh, guy who The Greatest Showman is about, was the ultimate minimalist. And I have written an essay about this phenomenon, about this understanding, and I will post it on the website for you to read. Boom. Or, no, this is better. This is better. Oh, go on. If you want to find out about how P.T. Barnum is a minimalist, sign up to the newsletter on the website and I'll email it to you. Ooh. Go to you the website. Australia, I'll fucking email it to you, boy. I'll email it to you, mate. If you sign up on the website, if you put your email address, I don't know what's happened there, but I've <laughs> just gone, I've gone, I don't know what extent this is now. Where am I from? <laughs> what is going on? I don't know. I'm so what? scared. Why is it so late in the evening? <laughs> I don't know. Please kill me. Um, if you want to read the essay about why P.T. Barnum was a minimalist, go to manifestsimplicity.com. Put your email address in the little box, click subscribe, and I'll email it to you. There you go. Boom! So they're, they're my three, they're my three! Okay, let's do the good news. Ooh, we love a bit of good news. It's time for the good news. Yeah. Good news. Wonderful. Um, you want to go second or first? You can go first, because I've just talked everyone's goddamn ear off. Okay, I'm going to load it up. 
Load it up, load it up. Okay, so this is the story of Mark Fleming. Ooh, tell me a little bit about Mark Fleming. Personal trainer with autism opened a new gym that caters specifically to people with special needs. Ooh. Many people have trouble finding motivation to go to the gym, and it's often even more difficult for people with autism. That's why Mark Fleming opened Puzzle Piece Fitness, a gym in Florida that caters specifically to people with special needs. Um, so Fleming, who has autism himself, graduated with a master's degree in exercise science, the oh. science of working out. Um, he volunteered at the Special Olympics, um, but he was kind of annoyed to, uh, by the fact that kind of all the people who were participating had nowhere else to stay fit outside of the training events. Um, so he kind of went for the next three years. He um, was teaching in-home clients. So he was an in-home trainer for clients. And then has, as of the 23rd of February last month, um, opened up his own gym in Florida, which caters almost exclusively um, to people with special needs. Nice. Killing it. Absolutely murdering it. So good job, Mark Fleming. Um, if you want to read Mark's story, we will post it on the show notes for the episode. Um, this is what Mark said. I'm just trying to provide individuals a way to stay active no matter where they are in life. Just seeing individuals get healthy, it's awesome. The healthier these individuals are, the more likely they are to live their best lives. Oh, that's nice. That is what Because I can imagine going to the gym for someone with special needs may be a little bit daunting. Because, like, going to a gym itself can sometimes be daunting, especially if you're not, like, a veteran of it. Mm. I think it can be a little bit difficult to see all these other people around you that are maybe bigger than you, stronger than you, and you're like, oh, I want to be that. But it all takes time and practice. So don't beat yourself up. It's a... it's a long journey to get to where those people are, but the even the longest journeys start with a single step. Yes. Nelson, no. Nope. Gandhi? Unknown. Quote, unknown. Quote, unknown. <laughs> Just didn't even attempt it. Yep, yeah, quote, unknown. Yeah. Attributed to lots of smart people. Yeah, boom, done. So, mine are, is Kenya announces death penalty for poachers. Wow. So, uh, Najib Balala, the tourism and wildlife minister of Kenya, recently announced that those who take the lives of innocent animals through poaching will soon face the death penalty in African, in the African country. So he said, while this proposal hasn't officially been enacted into law yet, Balala told uh, a news agency in China that the wildlife poaching is on fast track to becoming a capital offence. Wow. So they, as of 2013, they uh, Kenya originally had a thing in law which um, charges people caught with the offence at $200,000. Uh, it's not been enough to deter people, so they've basically just gone, death. Wow. If $200,000 isn't enough, death will be. Um, I don't know how I feel about the death penalty. I think the... I think if you kill an animal... Yes, this is true, but I think the... Um, I think, I, that, I think like, it should be. I think it should definitely be punished. I don't know whether the death penalty. Maybe prison would be enough. I think life imprisonment. Yeah, I don't know enough about the situation to make a again like with Brexit. I don't know enough to make a a reasonable judgment on it. I do think that people should be harshly punished um, for poaching animals because look, 
like these animals didn't do anything to deserve you killing them. You're not killing them for any hunting need where you're like, you're gonna eat them or anything. You're, you're doing it literally to make a quick buck. Um, I, and that's not a hunting joke. A buck is a male deer. That's not a female deer, a male deer. A that buck. is not a buck. That is not a hunting joke. But if you're doing it just to make money and you're just killing animals and leaving them to rot, you're naughty. You're yeah. a very bad person. Um, death penalty to me, I'm not sure how I feel about it, but it's good news that it's definitely being punished. Well, apparently it says here that um, poaching has taken a decline in uh, present day Kenya. Uh, as a compared to 2013 2012 when they were when it was at its highest so it is on the decline i think they just want more people to cuz cuz of the endangered species that are over there at the moment yeah. and how much they're potentially still on the decline they want to protect them and make sure that they're okay so they've yeah. literally just gone death for you sir or lady cuz women can poach too <laughs> yeah equal opportunities poaching that's what we're about on Manifest Simplicity. Um, cool. Some good news. So, yeah, the good news. I mean, not good if you're a poacher. Yeah, don't kill animals. if you are handicapped or disabled, then get to the gym in Florida. Correct. And Mark if you're Fleming. from the UK, take a flight. Yeah. All get the to the there. gym in Florida. Yeah, the gym in Florida is the only place that you can go. <laughs> it's the only one for you. Um, uh, no, that's not true. There's probably... I think they should have stuff like this in the UK. I feel like... That kind of thing is, um, it's like a gateway. No one, no one approaches the subject in the UK. They all just go, mm, mm, Well, I don't know mm, if they do. I feel like we should, mm. we should get our research on and know a little bit more. Um, but I think those things... It's are not of, spoken about. It's kind of a gateway. Like, if someone else is going to take it on, it then gives up people, other people permission to do the same. Um, so, Mark Fleming, well done. Good job. Yeah, so, essay time. Right, so you have written this essay called Tasks. I did write this essay One of Tasks. your um, big, um, I, don't want, like, I don't want to call it like a passion. It, it is. I'm going to call it a passion. I'm a big geek for tasks. Yeah, you are a productivity nerd. Um, so this was the perfect subject for you to write about. So, uh, yeah, I'm big on routines, passions, habits... Um, anything that I'm, I'm a very self-aware and self-improving individual, uh, based on feedback and observations of things around me. So if I know I'm doing something stupid that potentially isn't or not healthy, yeah, not healthy and is causing me a problem, then I will try and cut that thing out. Yeah. Uh, like, so being sat in front of the TV, for example, playing a lot of console games, as much as I enjoy that, I now use that as a reward to myself when I've done something productive towards the podcast or the Twitter or the Instagram or Correct. read my book. or So for me, uh, and I took a lot of inspiration from Matt Diavella nice. because he has helped me in terms of organizing my phone uh, more intentionally. He's helped me with organizing my my days. Um, yeah. And a shout out to Mr. Ian Mullins for recommending the, the app to me that I use because that app is absolutely incredible. And I love, I'm a sucker for a good UI design. Uh, the Actions app by Moleskin links extremely well with their calendar app time page. Okay. Um, 
and if I put an action or a to-do in one, it then links to the calendar on the other, so I can be in one app and see both things. Mm -hmm. uh, so That's when cool. planning my days, I can be like, oh, I need to do that on that day, so I will make time to then go. If one of them is get four things from the shop, the on the calendar for that day, if I can see that they're in there, I'll be like, cool, so I'll allocate an hour to go to the shop and do my bits and come back. Yeah. So within that hour, I will make time to do that. You're so much deeper in the productivity and day planning game than me. I feel like I'm... I like, I'm, I'm you're okay. good at it. I'm you're, okay. You're, you're good at it. On my days off, I will set hour, two hour periods out to run and write and eat lunch. And if I don't remind myself to eat lunch, I won't eat. Yes, you've so said this before. And I found this odd book. Yeah. <laughs> I, if I don't have it in my calendar to eat, I will just go the entire day without eating anything. I've, I'm terrible sometimes around breakfast mm. and it will get to lunch and I'll try and eat lunch and I'll think, ah, oh, great, for half an hour, an hour, because because I've not eaten lunch, my body just digests the hell out of it and then I'm like, oh, I need more again, food. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I had to learn. I knew that that was bad for me and that was a, something I changed. So okay. I'm, I'm now trying to be better with breakfast. Hit me with so this So this is Tasks. Uh, you can check it out if you want to read it for yourself at manifestimplicity dot com forward slash tasks nice so there are enough hours in the day we have all had those days where we just can't seem to stop periods of life where we complete one task and before we have time to celebrate relax and enjoy another task what another task rounds the bend ahead of us waiting to be completed a bit of a tongue twister that one it was and i was a prime example of how bad it can get constantly switched on always thinking always fighting to get ahead living in a state of perpetual next mm. the problem with getting ahead is that you if you do get ahead something else will always pop up to fill that space yes change the bedding go food shopping book the holiday meet up with x person Write a new blog post, record that new video, ring mum, clean the car. If you have no time, sorry, if you have time, write your list for tomorrow. With this never-ending stream of next, following th flowing through our lives, soaking our brains and kidnapping our time, we begin to fret and worry over the things we can't get done instead of celebrating our victories. Mm. Consumed lives leave no time to switch off. Finding the time to do so much can be difficult. Finding a way of dealing with it all doesn't have to be. And there are plenty of helpful strategies for organizing those tasks. Set a daily, weekly, monthly plan. This way we're able to achieve the goals and the tasks that we set out to do each time. Scheduling time to complete tasks gives us permission to use our spare time however we like. Oh yes, an additional tip that you've actually already mentioned. Schedule, yeah, additional tip. Schedule the most important tasks first and save fun for time at the end of the day. Correct. So writing it down helps hugely. Start by writing down the information you want to look into later or you want to achieve throughout your day. This gives us a visual reminder of what needs doing and physically striking tasks off our list really does make us feel much happier because as the, as the list of tasks begins to complete, the list of tasks to be completed gets shorter. Mm. Plan ahead. There are seven days, 168 hours, 10,080 minutes in a week. <laughs> Yet we are consistently trying to force every task into one 24-hour period. This creates stress, anxiety, and worry. If we can plan ahead, we give ourselves a breather before we have to worry about that, next task, uh, that task again. MOT the car needs doing soon. 
Give yourself a one month head start, schedule it in, save the money and be free from it until then. Mm. By making time to complete tasks, we create time for ourselves. As we tick off items on our list, the visual representation of what this means starts to make us feel elated, refreshed, rewarding ourselves with a sense of achievement. No task is too large, no chore too hard, and all can be completed. By telling yourself this, even at those times we don't want to, we don't want to do that one thing we've been pushing back for the last week. Nothing beats feeling free to focus on the items we want to get done, the creative pursuits we have to explore and the time to relax, refresh, recharge, ready for the next task. Need help organizing your to-do list or keeping on track for completed tasks? Now at the bottom of the essay, I have linked uh, five applications that I believe are nice and are good that I use uh, or have used. Uh, the main one I use in there is Actions by Moleskin. Mm -hmm. Fantastic app. It links with the time page that by the same company, the, the time page application. It's a, it's a calendar app. Mm -hmm. It's got a nice UI. It's all gestures based and they even have a dark mode. So oh, I love a dark mode. Everyone loves a good dark mode. So this is very, very good. The three kind of big, big tips that we're taking out of here. Set a plan, write it down, and stay ahead. Easy. Done. That's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yes. <laughs> we'll see you next so it's time for us to get back to our lives in the world. <laughs> um, uh, so, no. yes. Yeah, so set a daily, weekly, monthly plan. This is huge. Like, this is something that I kind of started doing when... I started doing it when I had... Basically, I have set days off from work. Yes, I have the boys do, yes. on those days. And what it means is that I have like a six, seven hour period um, from the time I wake up until I have to pick them up from school where I'm like, right, I've got this time. I've got all these things I want to do. Let's schedule it all in so that I like plan it out for the day so that I A, don't miss anything and B, use my time really, really wisely. Um, so this is something I started doing uh, when I kind of knew what my schedule was going to look like. And that's a daily version of the plan. Um, a level a uh, below or above? Above that would be your weekly plan. Like, these are the things I want to get done this week. Mm -hmm. When I've got spare time, I'm going to attack these things and tick them all off the list for the course of the week. Mm -hmm. And then even bigger than that, bigger tasks. This month, I want to do X, Y, and Z. I'll put them in the plan and then I'll tackle them when I've got... When, I, when you've got a goal to be heading towards you then can be making small movements towards it throughout the course of the month. So that's massive. What you're, what you're teaching me is that you have to constantly be monitoring it. Mm -hmm. But Daily. Daily. But there is, which is what I would get to if I kind of did what you were doing, a, like an obsessed, like I'm a man of extremes. Everyone I ever speak to is like, why are you so extreme? Just, 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 <laughs> just calm down, yeah, just mate. Just calm down. Um, but if I went the way you were going about it, I would probably... You'd be planning every minute, not I, every I, hour. <laughs> I would be like, well, it's going to take me 17 minutes to do this and then three minutes to do this. So that's fine. That's 20. And like, I would, I would be a little bit too over the top. So the with thing it. with doing something like that is you are restricting yourself. Correct. So if you don't get that thing, you're just, you're then back in a cycle of, of worry and stress and anxiety because if you don't get that that item done within three minutes, you're then like, oh, well, it's taken me four and now I'm behind on this task. And yeah. So for me, it's more about being a little bit more relaxed with, with it, but also being intentional, intentional and planning it because... Yeah. So for me on Tuesday, my day off coming up on Tuesday, there are some things that I do want to get done. 
Um, so I think my calendar at the moment is looking like I've got Jenna's shift for work in there, so I can see what she's doing. I'm going to be planning the Twitter for the next week or two. Wonderful. And um, scheduling that up. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at MNFST Simplicity. Or just search Manifest Simplicity, I do believe we come up. So I'm going to be planning that out. And uh, the game I'm currently playing, Apex Legends, I'm going to reward myself by doing the rest of the things yes. um, in the day by letting myself relax for a couple of hours, yeah. uh, two hours max, I've, I've allocated to just playing uh, Apex Legends, this yeah. new video game that I've got that a lot of people are playing. Um, it's reached quite a high amount of players, but they're releasing a new update for it on Tuesday, and I, I want to reward myself on my day off by having two hours to do that. If you haven't completed the tasks before it... I will not play Apex Legends okay. until I've done those tasks. But right. I know I've, I've very cleverly planned out reading for half an hour, uh, driving Jenna to work, reading for half an hour, an hour to plan the Twitter, and if the Twitter runs over, I've then got lunchtime, and then in the evening or right. afternoon, I will play games. Yeah, I think so. it's massively important to have a little bit of leeway when it comes to these things. I will plan my th my my tasks and my um, schedule or my days out um, uh, by like hourly or two hourly blocks. Mm -hmm. It's important, I think, to give yourself a little bit of time between activities or a little bit of like bleed time between two things that you know need to get done. So my morning will look like wake up very early, um, bit of stretching, run, come back. Uh, I will then, but I will then write and then I'll have lunch and then I'll go and pick up the boys. The run and the write um, often kind of blend into the into each other because yeah. my depending on how long the run lasts, I then have to shower and get dressed and then write. So that two hour period for running doesn't always end up being two hours. Yeah. Could be an hour, which is fine. It just means I get to write for longer. Um, but if I if you stick to it aggressively, you're like, oh well I've got It just becomes a job at correct. That point. Yeah, I've and got it's, it's I've, a chore. I've got thirteen minutes until I need to start uh, my writing, to my two hours of writing. So I'm gonna sit in silence, cross legged, naked on the floor. Until my writing. <laughs> Why <laughs> naked? Why <laughs> naked? Because that's what I do. Because I've I've not scheduled in ten minutes to get dressed. So uh, I'm naked. Um, that's not what we're telling you to do. No, Please ignore him. What uh, I'm saying is that like a little bit of leeway is massively important. But the, so the one thing I'm looking at my task app now uh, actions and the one thing I've got is I've got a, a you can so you can create different lists. I've got one called tasks that me uh, I've got on to plan out the Twitter. Uh, plan out some Instagram posts and charge my uh, batteries for my e-cig. Yeah. So they're on there, but there's no there's no set date on what I'm when I'm going to do those. So yeah. they're just things that if I think free time, uh, free time, what do I do? Right. Okay. Charge my e-cig batteries. Cool. That'll take me less than five minutes to put those on charge. Ticked off. Yeah. And then I'm like, my mind instantly then goes, oh great. Well, I've ticked that off. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and then I've got one for the podcast. So I've got our episodes coming up. Um, and I've got a, a reminder to release and do the podcast notes every Monday. Yeah. I've got the essays coming out, so if anyone says what's coming up, I can be like, oh, these. This, these ones? Um, what is coming up? We've got so this uh, is, tasks. This is tasks. We want to do one on Fire Festival. Okay, yes. So I watched, the Fire, I watched the Fire Festival documentary, and it sparked a lot of weird feelings in my soul. You went extreme, didn't you? So I went and wrote about how it... Um, was the antithesis of everything that we stand for. Um, and this, yes, then... Uh, so we've got that one on the 29th. And then we've got refund. 
And we've got refund. Yes, you mentioned refund to me, so... Yeah, that'd be uh, nice. And then I've also got writing ideas on things that are projects I want to write about, things I want to do, and funnily enough, uh, routines is one of them. Oh, well, good. Uh, so so now you are bleeding your, your bleeding tasks, um, tip number one, which is set a monthly plan, into tip number two, which is to write it down. You're doing exactly what you're telling people to do, which is exactly what we're, we're like. Yeah. Manifest yeah. simplicity. You are giving yourself a visual reminder of what needs doing so that when you come to a point and you're like, oh, I've got a spare 10 minutes. What goal, what outcome could I be working towards over the course of the next 10 minutes that could A, better my life, B, better someone else's life or move me forward creatively? So one thing I've been doing is, inspired by yourself, is getting up early uh, each morning. Now, I don't go running. Uh, it's not something I do, but... I've been aiming to get up between half six and seven naturally each morning. Yeah. Uh, and I've taken Matt Diavella's approach to it where I put my phone on my dre uh, my drawers yeah. in front of my TV. Mm -hmm. I don't set an alarm. Oh. I don't set an alarm. I used to be, as a kid, my nanny used to be up at like six o'clock every morning. She'd mm. go downstairs, have a cup of tea. And I used to be quite an early riser with her. Right. The older I got, the lazier I became, the less <laughs> that happened. Yeah, it's kind of a rule. So like. like last year for me, if I, was in, if I didn't start work until 12 o'clock, my routine would be get up, what, stay in bed for an hour, have a cup of tea, play with the dog for a bit, take him for a walk, get back, get changed, go to work. Wow. And realistically, if you're looking at it there, there's no spare time for me. I've and literally also, allocated time to sit and spend an hour in front of the TV, play with the dog, walk the dog, get changed, go to work, spend my day at work, come home, chill out, go to bed. Like, there is no time for me to pursue anything else I want to do. Yeah, I think... Until I, I remove that from my yeah, life. I think the waking up early thing is massive because... Um, if you start work at 12 and you don't get up till 10 or 11, or you don't get out of bed until 10 or 11, you've wasted five or six hours 100%. Yep, in I the agree. morning that you could have spent pursuing Well, ordinarily, I'd have do. woken up at just after eight o'clock. I would have probably stayed in bed till about nine, just after nine, taken the dog for a walk, come back at about quarter to 10, Probably sat and had a bit of breakfast and watched TV, got ready, left the flat at about 11, got to work for about 20 past 11, uh, half 11, and then just sat chilling out, waiting, gone and bought a coffee and started work. But I don't do that now. So I, I have actively been getting up between half 10 and at seven because I don't, uh, sorry, half six and seven. Yeah. Because I'm not sure what time it is. It, it, in my mind, I'm like, lay there awake. I'm like, well, there's no point sitting here. I'll just get up. Yeah. So I've been using that time to wash the pots that may be left over from the night before to, yeah. because visually if I can see I'm doing that then the kitchen's tidy uh -huh. and by the kitchen being tidy I'm then happy and I'm free oh, to think about other things so good so and washing the pots and having them clear to me starts a fresh day it's like well there's no pots now left from the day before yeah. if I didn't get time to do them the night before that's when I will actively do it while the kettle boils and I make myself a coffee yeah uh, you know, it's it's all about planning planning it out. Yeah. That's my routine. And then I'll normally go on the balcony, have some of my e-cig and check my actions app. I'm yep. like, cool, what can I get done before I need to walk the dog or I need to be out of the house? Or, mm -hmm. um, so it's little things like that for me. Um, and I, I think... My, my sessions for D&D, &D, my DM Adam, shout out to Adam, uh, has planned in every first Saturday of every month and third Sunday of every month. and So I know when I'm going to be doing that, yeah. so that's planned in every month. So you are now bleeding into <laughs> tip number three, which is plan ahead. So if you're ahead of... You the... know, I didn't even plan that. You... Totally unplanned. Well, you planned ahead to plan... Yes, I did plan that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, tip number three here is a big one. Um, plan ahead. 
is you don't want you don't want things cropping up. Correct. So what I was going to say that's is stress. that if you can if you can anticipate a, a thing needing to happen, sticking it in a schedule and kind of giving yourself a little reminder of it at kind of intervals up towards it to the event happening. You then can give yourself permission to forget about it because you know you've given yourself a reminder in the future. So the the example in your essay is the MOT for the car. When you get that done, you then don't need to get it done until a year later. So if you put it in and you say, right, I've got the MOT done on the on March the 25th, which is today, if you're listening to this on day of release. I've got the MOT done on March 25th. I don't need to get it done again until March 25th next year in order to get it rechecked. So I'll put a note in the calendar, March 20th, get MOT done for the car. Um, and then for the whole year, I'll have a six-month reminder, a three-month reminder, and a one-month reminder. And then I don't have to worry about it for the whole year because it's going to pop up in six months. It's going to go, got six months left on your MOT. Okay, cool. Thanks, app. Thanks, yeah. thanks diary. Thanks, note on my fridge. Like, you then give yourself permission to forget about it until you need to think the about it. The one thing that uh, George from work does that he reminded me to do was, um, that I've actually started doing is, if you get an email about, let's say you're going on holiday and you've booked your flights and you need to do like a check-in or something, you can snooze that email until a date that you're ready to action it. Mm. Which I really like. So I had some gig tickets uh, last year that were in my inbox. And rather than clogging my inbox up and cluttering them up, I snoozed the email to not come through until a week before the gig. Ah. So that when the email came through, I was reminded in a week's time the gig would be coming and I needed to print those tickets off. So I then allocated myself a week's time in which to print those tickets. Yeah. We're uh, not brilliant at printing out the... We are awful at doing this. <laughs> the but no... we are saving paper. Yeah, we are saving not... paper. Because we have, we have smart devices. I'm using the iPad. You're using your phone, um, which saves paper every week. However, um, if we planned ahead a little bit and um, were a bit more... Had a bit more foresight when it came to essays that we were writing and working on for the podcast, um, we would be able to plan those things ahead. We know for sure that... Next week's episode is going to be, insert episode name here, <laughs> it's going to be fire. So we're yeah. looking at the Fire Festival documentary and our reactions. It's going to be lit, lol. It's going to be L-I-IT. Um, we know that that's happening. We could, in theory, as people are listening to this, be work, which we probably will be working on it for the episode. But what we need to do is plan ahead time to actually print it out um, if we want to have printed out versions of it. Planning ahead is obviously big big for getting those tasks completed. But there is always the, like, I think it's interesting or a good idea to have a fail-safe. And our fail-safe is, oh, Thanks. we were very, very busy. We've, we've um, not had time to do the thing that we wanted to do. That's an excuse. It's an excuse. But sometimes things pop up. Yeah, yeah. I've got kids to look after. You had to drive Jenna home. I've got stuff to do. Um, the, the it's important to have a fail safe. Ultimately, yeah. like I think, as but it's well, not it's not a failure if you don't get. No, it. having having a fail safe as well is it's it reduces that stress because instantly then, like I say, if you, if we've not printed them out and we're like, oh my god, we've not printed them out. What are we going to talk about? How are we going to do? What we're going to need to know about? Whereas if we just go, well, hold on, they're on our phones. Yeah, it's it's logically just going, well, they're on our phones. It's fine. Yeah. So, but if I didn't tell myself that before I realised it was on my phone and I got into the moment of the failure and gone, 
oh, oh I've not printed them out. What do I do? Uh, I you get that split second of anxiety where you're like, uh, crap, yeah. and then you go, wait, they're on my phone, and so you you're ultimately then you're you're preempting the stress and the anxiety, and you're alleviating it straight away by yeah. planning it in. But with planning as well, planning ahead, linking in. It's little things. So, like, last week, I think I referenced Matt Diavella's sister, whose name escapes me. Um, but she... Michelle? Could be Michelle. She basically was saying that if something pops into her mind, like, oh, emptying the bin, yeah. she will put it in her action or her application, her task manager for the day, so that she doesn't then need to think about it again. Yeah. And the next time she looks at her action, she'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, I need to empty the bin. Like, so she'll think about it then, but she won't look back at the bin and go, oh, yeah, I need to empty that. Yeah. Because then she's she's forgotten about it, but she still needs to do it. Yeah. So then if she thinks about it a third time, to her, that is a failure of her routine or action or system because yeah. she has wasted time thinking about that when she could have already done it or planned it down, yeah. or planned ahead. Yeah and know that that's what she's doing so that she can spend her other free time thinking about the things she enjoys. Yeah, it's about it's about kind of letting go of the in-the-moment anxiety and the stress and kind of either just getting it done mm -hmm. and short-term solving it or planning a time ahead where you are going to get it done and then not worrying about it until it actually gets there. Yeah, definitely. I, I, and I think it's having realistic expectations that if you aren't going to do it, it's fine. Push it back. Yeah. So I used to be someone that, like I said, I think last week I said I moved out when I was 17 and I used to be terrible, 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 terrible at uh, stressing about things. So yeah. if I went into my overdraft on the weekend, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to, uh, I need to do something about this or this payment's not going to come out or, yeah. um, and I, this was on a Saturday and obviously banks aren't open in the evening on a Saturday. So I'd spend Saturday night worrying about it, Sunday night, Sunday day, Sunday night. And then Monday would come and I'd ring the bank first thing and I'd be like, oh, I just need to let you know about this. I need to sort this out. Can you yeah. transfer it? And it caused me anxiety and stress for days, yeah. for, for literally like a day and a bit. Um, and for me, that was a waste of my time. And I, I had to actively change my mindset into being like, well, there's nothing to worry about. You have just need to plan better or relax. There's nothing you can do about it now. I can't do anything about it until Monday anyway. Be realistic with yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I, th I think that was, for me, a huge mind change um, and mindset change. But it doesn't always come easy, which I, it, which is where I think if you, if you can visually see something written down, you then instill the habit of mindset change and things a lot easier. Yeah. And a, a, an old friend of mine, Dean, he basically used to, he bought me a diary and he said on each day of the of the, the day in the in the diary, so the, the date, he said, I want you to write down um at least two things you want to achieve that day. Yeah. And I'd be like, cool. And he said, I want you to write down a conversation you want to have with someone, like a friend, a colleague, oh, family. Or that's good. And then at the end of the day, I want you to tick off if you've done them. And if not, why you didn't do them. Oh, okay. So that you can visually see, well, I didn't get to do that because that person was off work sick. Or that person was unavailable while I trying to speak to them. Yeah. So you will add it again to the next day. And then the idea being that you've written your tasks down, but then you're also seeing yourself complete them, but you're also understanding why you weren't able to complete certain ones rather yeah. than just go, oh, I didn't do that. Now I need to get it done and I'm panicking. And when am I going to get it done? I need to plan it in here. Yeah. You're then going, oh, well, it's fine. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. And if I can do it tomorrow, great. 
but then you're also putting ex like actual reasons for why that wasn't the yeah. the case. It's about kind so, of like you're, you're kind of understanding being, yourself. You're being accountable to yourself in that yes, situation. Yeah. You're like. Eh. It, but in a relaxed way. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not in a way where you're like going to stress yourself out if you've not completed something because you're giving yourself a little bit of leeway on it. If you can then put in the reason why you've not done it. As long as like, it's oh, not, oh, I couldn't be asked. Yeah, I've, like, that's I've not, not done it because this popped up or work needed me to stay late or the or my kid was sick. I came or, off my bike and ended up in hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... <they're>, like, like <laughs> Like, life does happen to us. Yeah, on... and it's understanding that. Correct. Um, I think this is this is a massively important one. It's something you're really, really, really hot on and passionate about. Um, it's, something, it's definitely something that we'll be discussing much in much more detail going forward. Um, if you would like to read this essay, just as Craig said, you can go to manifestsimplicity.com forward slash tasks, um, and you can see the recommendations that Craig has made with, the, uh, with regards to apps, um, you really like actions. My favorite is the, I really like the Google calendar and I will use IFTTT, oh, which if is this, if, then if this, then that, which yep, yep. basically is like an automation kind of system where it's like, if I have two hours off and it's sunny, send me a notification that says go for a run. Um, and then it links with your app and it links with the, and there's ways to there's certain apps it links with really well isn't there yeah, that, yeah. You, so that you you enjoy yeah so there's ways there's ways to kind of automate the process um but i think craig has got it right and is a kind of you're a very good um proponent of the system of kind of regular checking of where you are and where you want to get to and then taking tangible steps to get to from well a, i've not the a thing i don't do is i don't put a lot of pressure on myself to get there immediately and overnight like yeah. i give myself like minimalism i've given myself 12 months before i have set routines set mentality set habits that i'm i'm building over the course of this 12 months and yeah. if there's any i've not done i'll be like cool well i'm 90 percent of the way there let's give myself another month or so to get that extra 10 percent yeah i'm not going to be like oh my god i've not done it whatever like my my goal last year was to get debt free uh completely and i'm almost there but i've got maybe another month or two so i'm not i'm and then i'll be five six months into this year and i'll have done it so sick sorry not five six months that's an exaggeration for three you know four or five months maybe but yeah i'll, I'll be there so yeah. i'm i know i'm there i know i'm getting there I've planned it in. It's yeah. just a case, a case of it getting there. So. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it, sometimes things don't happen immediately, and that's not. It's not failure. Um, and being in a state of flux, I think, not knowing what to do and not knowing how to do it. So I think for me, when we started this, the thing for me was I was I wasn't great at Instagram. Right. Um. I wasn't. I wasn't proactive with posting as often as you do yeah. uh, which is still evident now but that's something that for me I'm, I'm trying to get better at so I've found a way that works for me and that's planning in Yeah. so planning in using apps like Buffer and Hootsuite I can then spend one day planning out the week's worth of posts and then I don't need to worry about it I yeah. know it's taken care of and if there's anything additional in the week I want to add I'll take that time to do that so yeah. for me that's that's plans and tasks and routines so I think the I think the ultimate outcome of this subject is this quote in here, which is by making time to complete tasks, we create time for ourselves. Like if you can if you can plan in all the things that you want to get done and then you do them, you then give yourself permission to reward yourself with the things that you really want to do, the things that kind of 
are like a little little indulgences. Um, so like, like for, for me, for you, games. it's video games. For me, it's um, I don't know. It's like reading and a podcast and a bit of Netflix. Like those are those are my kind of my indulgences. I'll also remote like if I I have a like if I go for a long run, I'll treat myself to a Snickers bar. <laughs> um, but like it, by planning those things in. And completing them and ticking them off, you then go right. Well, I've achieved all that. I can. I've. I've you look at your visual I, list I, and you go, ah. I set out these three things I wanted to do today. I've done all three. The rest of the day is mine to do with what I want. Whether it be can complete I, more tasks. Can I tackle some tasks time? that I've not done yet? If yes, I'll do some. If I've not really got time or I'm not bothered, it's fine because I've already completed the task for today. All I need to do now is reward reward myself for completing them. Now, the warning here is set yourself realistic, but also uh, realistic goals, achievable goals, but also not so achievable that you go, well, my, 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 my task for today is to uh, get out of bed and have a shower. And then I'll reward myself with 15 hours of video games. Yeah, no, like, that's not good. We should always be pushing ourselves as well. I normally aim for about three tasks a day where yeah. possible. Uh, depending on my work schedules and things like that, like I will try and aim for at least three tasks a day. Yeah. Uh, so reading is something I'll share with everyone that reading is something I'm trying to do more of. Mm -hmm. And for me, I I'm I'm working a way of getting reading into my life more. And I'm thinking because I normally turn up to work quite early anyway, so I'm thinking of just starting to sit in my car and listen uh, either to a podcast or read. For mm. 15, 20 minutes before I start work. Yeah. And that is something that I'm definitely going to be looking to do. 100%. But, I mean, that might not be the case. That might not take, you yeah. know, take I, I point think in it, my life. I think but... it's a trial and error situation as well. Like, I... I need to find out where the dead space is in my life right now oh, or my days. Goodness. I was just about to say that. Boom. I, I found the dead space when I was... I set two hours to go for a run... The run would last an hour, the shower would last, the shower and get dressed portion would last 10 minutes. And then I'd be like, cool, got 50 minutes. What do I do with 50 minutes? Um, you'll find the dead, the dead space when you plan in the things that you want to get done. And then realize once you've done those things that you've got time left over, you're like, cool, I've got half an hour at the end of these three tasks where I've not done anything, I've not got anything planned in. I can indulge myself because I've completed my tasks or can add something into that half an hour and make myself a little bit more productive. The, the, there's a, I think also the, the, the struggle that people see and that I see is that, yes, it's important to be moving forward and to be completing things and being as productive as possible, but also we need to take time to kind of reset and refresh, which is something you definitely tackled in this, in this essay. Um, the other thing, the other quote I really liked is that consumed lives leave no time to switch off. So if you are filling up your entire schedule all the time with stuff that needs to get done, you're not spending any time away from the schedule and the next and the next. It and just the becomes next a job. And, next. and it becomes, oh, I've got this next task to do. Oh, I, oh, I've done that. I've got this next task to do. Planning in intentional time to be out of that situation is also massive. Yeah, because having a social life, friends, and doing the things you enjoy is still important. This is just a way for you to be able to do that more by managing your time better. Perfect ending. <laughs> Segway into Ask Reddit. It's time for Ask Reddit. If you had a superpower, which mundane task would you complete with it? 
Ooh. So we've just talked about tasks. And now... You've got a superpower added in. If you had a superpower, which mundane task would you complete with it? Oh, I don't know. Tell so, it so, clock in and out. Yeah, so someone, someone on Reddit said that they would use their superpower to um, speed up the time between clocking in at work and clocking out at work. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It takes seconds? No, the bit in between where you're actually working... You clock in, you turn on your superpower, it rears the day, and then you clock straight back out again. <laughs> and the only bit you actually have to live is all the other bits of your life. Nice. Um, which I thought was good. Um, another one that was work-related, someone said um, teleportation. They'd like to put their commute time down to zero. Right. Um, my commute time used to be an hour and 20 minutes. It is now 35 yeah, like 35-ish. 40 minutes. If I drive fast. Always under the speed limit. Um, but this guy was like, I'd like to be able to teleport so I could get to work in zero minutes. Bing, done. Um, I thought to myself, why don't you just move closer to work? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you'd save your superpower for something else. Yeah. Um, and then when we were talking about Marie Kondo, I thought about um, you, could, you could use your superpower to Marie Kondo your house. Oh. To con Marie. The Marie Kondo of... Superpowers. Literally, your superpower would be to like welcome the house by like meditating in it, and then to like thank all your items, and then get rid of the stuff you. She don't does need. that, you know. Like, it's I've, amazing. Um, on her website, uh, she released her routines, and that's what sort of inspired me, I guess, to want to write about routines. But she basically said that she gets up in the morning and thanks the house, says a prayer. For the house uh, and friends and family and things like that, and that's so cool. Just starts the day super positive. Mm -hmm. So just con Marie the hell out your house. Imagine, imagine just using your superpower to get rid of all your clutter. That would be amazing. Click your fingers, all this, and your your superpower is that it won't you you won't be able to lie to yourself about whether you need an item or not because your brain will know whether you've a used it. Be are gonna use it at, because you've, you're like foresight because you're a superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or uh, if it brings you joy, and then you can't lie to yourself. Oh, this pair of shoes brings me immense joy, and then your brain goes, no, it doesn't. Conmari's the shit out. Conmari's the shit out of it. Uh, what would your superpower be? Um, I'm sat here and I'm like really struggling to think of one. I think if I had a, if I could have a superpower that would help me to complete a mundane task, I would. Well, I've got one. I would. I would have a superpower that would allow me to drive Ooh. and do something else at the same time. So, like an auto-driving car, self-driving like car? Like a Tesla. Ooh. Yeah, like one that like parks for you and will like fill itself up. You can just be like, the car's like, so you're basically night Rider. <laughs> yeah. So where would you like to go, Michael? What I'd uh, like, what we I'd need like to, petrol. What I'd like to do is get in my car and be able to write... Or read, or... Or look around and write. Yeah, and, like, maybe, like, watch a bit of TV or some YouTube, or, like, call a friend, or... I don't know. I want to be able to do stuff while I'm driving that um, I can't do now. That would be great. I'd like to have a superpower that speeds up my really mundane and boring conversations with Drew. Oh... I could, I, you know, like click the film where he speeds things up. I, if I could love just, that film. If I, I think, yeah, that this is probably why I've mentioned it. But subconsciously, if if I could just speed that up, so it's like blah, 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 done. Right, my conversations with him are then done. 
You know when you have conversations with people... That and I know he's going to listen to this, and I know he's going to hear it, but he'll probably listen to it in six months. Because yeah. he's, like, behind on everything he does. Yeah. You know Plan you, your life out, Drew. You know when you have conversations with someone who's so boring that when they turn around, you forget, oh, you forget what they look like? I know, yes. Um, the, what I'd like to do is to have a superpower that when you're having one of those conversations that you want to get out of but you can't, you, you turn your superpower on and it removes you from the conversation. And that person doesn't even remember that they were talking to you. Great, I'd love that. That would be incredible because you can just be like, right, I'm so done with this. Yeah, done, I'm done with this. Click and I'm out the conversation. Done. If you were re reincarnated as any animal, what would you be and why? That's my question. I don't believe in so, re Mick, if you were reincarnated as any animal, what would it be and why? Um, so one of the best answers on Reddit was seagull. Yes, yeah, so you can shit on people. Exactly, and steal you can, fish and chips. The, yeah, that was the exact idea. It was you can steal food for, from someone without feeling guilty about it. I feel like seagulls should feel guilty about it. But they don't. They definitely don't. If they I've do got Cornish ice cream, if I've got like really good Cornish ice cream, that's your fault for having the Cornish ice cream because the seagulls obviously gonna don't come, come near me, blood. Yeah, <laughs> I once saved that funny story. I once saved my sister Charlie's life. Oh. By hitting a seagull with my laptop. Uh, I mean, we've spoken about how poaching is almost illegal in Kenya. Tell us how you poached the shit out of the seagull. Well, I didn't with poach your it because I didn't kill it. But we were, um, I was playing in a band that was doing like, we played at a um, festival in Maidenhead, which is like long ways away. Right? We were staying, they gave us chalets to stay in. Awesome. We were there for like a week or maybe two weeks. Um, Charlie was singing, I was playing guitar and singing. And we were walking from our chalets to the venue to sound check for the day. And a seagull attacked Charlie because she was eating a sandwich. So I got my laptop. Got my laptop. And I bashed the seagull, bro. <laughs> That is the most cockney you've ever been. <laughs> I, I got a bit road then. I don't know what happened. But anyway, I hit the seagull and it and it like just like scurried off and flew away. Um, and then that laptop was forever known as the seagull destroyer. The seagull destroyer. Um, I don't think I'd be a cat because cats are the most boring animal of all time. If people ask if I'm a dog person or a cat person, I say. A dog person. A d -d dog person. But don't particularly like dogs either. Been bitten too many times. Got attacked. Got bitten by a poodle. Shout out to the family who know about the poodle situation. It was a small Doberman, but they all called it a poodle for years and still do. So another answer on here is bird, because I can just fly away from all the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Sloth. Sloth's a good one. Koala. Uh, honey badger. Oh yeah, we talked about honey badgers earlier. They're Love aggressive. a good honey badger. Very aggressive. Um, someone said that they'd rather they'd want to become a honey badger because they just want to fuck people's shit up. So, yeah, there this you go, is, honey this, badgers. This has been a very sweary last ten minutes. It has, hasn't episode. it? Yeah, we, well, I apologise. We really apologise, everyone. We're just super passionate about we're, honey we badgers. Got, we got potty mouths and we don't mean to swear. But, but it's fine, our audience will swear. Yeah, we'll if swear. you don't like it, fuck off. Whoa, okay. So, don't, please don't. Don't poach rhinos, teleport to work, and if you have stuff to do, there's always an easier way to plan it out. And be on the lookout for Anton, the honey badger. <laughs> we almost did it again. Why did you wait until right at the end?
Because I feel he needs a mention. Like he's not been shouted out enough times already. <laughs> it's got it's a running thing now, mate. People expect it. People are gonna start emailing us going, yo, you didn't mention Anton on the, the tasks podcast. Is everything okay? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh why do we still do this website? <laughs> why why are we still recording a podcast? How is our following still growing? We should literally just do People a podcast should about stop. Anton. What you should do, right? Turn off this button when this podcast finishes, right? Don't listen to any more episodes. Go and follow Anton on Instagram, because that's all this is. It's all this is is a giant advert for Anton, right? So if you don't want to, if you don't, if you're not even interested in minimalism or, minimalism or intentional living or you know like habit change or like personal development if you're not interested in any of that nonsense plan out your tasks it's fine it's fine and follow we, on you, you don't need to listen to this podcast anymore right because we have solidified what this podcast is about and all it is is a paid promotion for Anton right Anton sends us money every week and he lent us his microphone so that we could record a better version of the podcast just so we can tell you how great he is and that you should go and follow him on Instagram. So if you go to Instagram, go to Ant Eats Plants and turn off the bloody podcast. Right, it's time for us to get back to the real world, but we'll see you next time on Manifest Simplicity. Um, if you like the show, please leave us a five-star review. That way more people get to hear the show. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a five-star review. Um, if you want to read more things we've written, you can head to manifestsimplicity.com. And if you want to connect with us on social media... And keep up to date with our daily lives. <laughs> oh my God, why are you reading it? I'm reading it. Um, and keep up to date with our daily lives. You can follow us on social media by searching Manifest Simplicity. Boom. And remember, when your life is simple, you allow space for your brain to work, for your heart to explore, and for your mind to be creative. Simple isn't always easy, but it's always more fulfilling. When you hear about Anton. Oh my God, please stop it. Thank <laughs> you.